Today, we welcome Dr. Sabrina Atkins. In 2020, Dr. Atkins was chosen by the National Basketball Association to serve as the official chiropractic physician for the NBA bubble, where she served as the sole chiropractic physician for the 22 NBA teams remaining in the 2020 season through the NBA Finals. Her involvement in the world of professional sports is worldwide, with associations with several other sports venues and events, including Do Action Sports Tour, USA Taekwondo, USA Judo, Disney Marathon, International Softball Federation, Pro Sports, Professional Rodeo Association, and the Baja 1000 Racing Teams. We are so happy to have a professional with these credentials on our show, so sit back and let's have some fun with Dr. Sabrina Atkins. Hey, y'all. How are you doing, buddy? Hey. Spencer, you look fantastic as always. Oh, why, thank always. you very much. Must be that new uh, know, moisturizer I'm using. That, that, yeah, it's called uh, humidity. Oh. <laughs> Sabrina, welcome to the show. Right. <laughs> right. You're kidding, right? We're going to have to have a podcast about that where all his friends come on. We just ask him about what it was like to have a flatlander go to the mountain range where it was cold and, and deal with horses and, and mountains and lakes and all that kind of stuff. I, I can't wait to hear well, that show. Actually, earlier, Sabrina goes, Wow, well, I see you turned from a workaholic into a world traveler. So, I mean, she really knows that that's it's good. Mm. It's good. Yeah, yeah, Sabrina, you and I have traveled quite a bit. This guy's idea of travel is anything uh, that's beyond the 45 minute car yeah. ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He one time he goes, Where are you going? I go, I'm going to Mammoth. Well, how far is that? I go, Five hours. Oh, I need a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to right. Sabrina. So, yes. Hey, listen. I'm going to start by telling you that you know that I am one of your biggest fans and I have always followed what you're doing and feel that it is so important for the the doctor of chiropractic that's a female that's involved at the level and depth of sports medicine that you are and you're just you, you teach adjusting, you 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 lecture on it, and you know I get you involved in as much stuff as possible. I love it. But I have one question that I want you to share with everybody. You've told me before, but what is it that, that – how did you get involved at such a high level of sports in the National Basketball Association? How did it all start? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're being modest. It's probably the most honest She's answer. being right modest. Every, everything's – you know, I, I had no idea what you guys were going to ask me this morning. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to, but you, when you do, when you go back and you think about it and you, Spencer, how long have you been practicing? Ooh, almost 40 years. Yeah. And what about you? Uh, 34. I'm like, I'm still a greenhorn compared to you guys. Like, I still feel like I'm just this little fledgling who's learning and growing. Because <laughs> for me, it's only been 20 and, you know, you sometimes you look back and you're like, wow, you know, it's already been 20 years and it feels like a blink of an eye. And I, the best yeah, answer I can give you is just like you have goals, but you don't have a plan. And so you just keep going and going and going. You just put one. It's just one step after the other. And but, after but, about, let's see, it was like 2009, I want to say, that I started getting involved with the Orlando Magic. And at that point, you know, you know, you've already been kind of, you're in private practice, you've, you've done a bunch of volunteer work, you've worked with a lot of organizations. And I think I was just feeling my oats that day and I emailed them because <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt, I think I did a little bit of research. I was like, they don't have a chiropractor. I'm just going to email them. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you need a chiropractor and I think it should be me. And he, he asked me to come in and talk to them and. The rest is history. Yeah, and but, but, but uh, that's crazy. Even before that, what made you think? What made you think? Okay, call it <laughs> like it is. You know, you got a lot of peers out there that admire you, but what made you, as a female, think that you could be involved in a man's sport? Now, I know I'm going to get hammered for that, but that that's what <laughs> most people. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, that's what most, most women have the trepidation about. Right. Picking up the phone. Oh, no, they won't want me. But I want you to like share your, that moment of thought where you go, you know what? I'm just going to try. Some of it may be just naivety. Just I grew up with boys and I kind of felt like I was a boy my whole life. And <laughs> I, 
you just want to, you just get so used to hanging out with boys that that is where my comfort zone is, believe it or not. It's not something that I'm intimidated by or I am afraid of. Uh, that's my happy place. That's great. I love being around guys. And that's great. Uh, I love being around <laughs> athletes and I love being around male athletes. Um, that's mostly but, what I worked with all throughout. Now, you, my you obviously didn't just jump into that level of sport. You have been, yeah, I mean, like you, I don't know if you remember, you used to call me and ask me questions when you, you know, early on in practice yeah. and ask me questions yeah. about certain things about sports medicine and sports healthcare and all that. But, mm-hmm. but you have a history of working with sports way before that too. I mean, organized sports. Right. Sorry, my sure. dad's barking in the background. <laughs> That's all right. That's um, right. Yeah, I, I, um, well, I was an athlete myself, so just having that experience. But then I've, my very first experience was when I was still in life university. And so I was in the sports health science building, working on my master's in sports injury management. And I worked, I got to work with all the athletes there. And I, and I remember working with the soccer players a lot, a couple of the rugby players, the track and field players. But then I got the opportunity to actually, because I wound up getting my, my chiropractic degree while I was still working in the sports health science facility. And I got to travel with the women's basketball team there as their traveling chiropractor for the wow. Life University female That's basketball great. team. And then from, yeah. You know, Sabrina, I got I to interject for something. For the audience that's just mm-hmm. listening, you know, we know how powerful you are. But first off, how tall are you? 5'1". 5'1". So here's a woman who's 5'1". The average height of an <laughs> NBA player is probably 6'5". I five. <laughs> now, I worked on him once when I was in Orlando uh, with the ski tour because he lived next door to one of my athletes. But I worked on Shaq once. Now, so here's a very small man. <laughs> and I had to take my table and add on an ottoman just to get him to fit. Now, I'm six foot. And he was it, – it, it was an interesting uh, person to work at. You're 5'1", a female. And we're going to go back and I got to get that inner voice to come out of you that's that's not this little 5'1 mouse. I got to get this lion to come out because you were the only female in the bubble. Yeah, I was the only And working with an bubble. average of six – yeah. Not only only female, the only chiropractor working on six right. foot – nine giants at five foot one. So, so what Spencer asked is not only are you a female, so these women are intimidated by that. You're five foot one dinky little female who's freaking on lion. I want to hear that person talk about how she handled You need flex for us. Flex for the the YouTube guy. I have a funny story about that. I don't typically talk about anyone that I treat, but I also saw Shaq a few times. And um, I have these incredible tables that I, I bought specifically because in my head, I just, it's kind of like that. If you build it, they will come. So I yeah. bought seven foot tables. Oh. My doorways were 10 foot high. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to build it and they're going to wow. come. But yeah, wow. I had the opportunity to work on him and it's, um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I, I don't, I <clears throat> I think I'm just the Chihuahua who thinks she's a Great Dane. I don't. I don't it's, it's, it's really it's it's a perception thing. I don't even. I yep. don't think of myself as small. I don't think of myself as a female trying to work in a man's world. I. It just. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a well, lot. Of, it's you do know because it. It, it, your personality can be that great Dane and Chihuahua, but you still have to back up it sure. with skills Absolutely. and you still have to fix Absolutely. them. So, and and I so I want to know where you, how you honed yeah. your skills to a, where a seven foot, 300 pound man will trust a five foot one sure. woman. So where did that story come <clears throat> from? Um, there's, there's got to be an air of confidence. That's for sure. You have to come in with a, a certain amount of competency and, and just the way you the way you touch someone in general uh, to make them feel comfortable and the way you talk to them and the way you look at them. I think that's a big part of it. And it doesn't matter how big or small you are. It's just making that connection with someone is a big part of it. 
And that's more of the trust than anything and them knowing that you're not going to do any, you're not going to hurt them. I mean, that's most important to anybody. Like you may not be the best, but first of all, don't hurt me and only work within your, your capacity. But beyond that, you know, when you are working with these big athletes and you're doing the type of treatment that I do, I do a lot of, um, everything I do is hands-on full manipulation and when you do, are doing that type of work, you do have to have a strong body. You've got to have a good sense of biomechanics, self-awareness. And um, for me, I think being able to have that mind where you can see three-dimensionally and it helps you with any type of um, working with the mechanics of the other person. And that's what I teach in my classes. That's, that's what I'm teaching these these individuals, especially the ones that, you know, have been told they're too small and they shouldn't do this type of chiropractic because you're not big enough, you're not strong enough. When you understand levers and you understand the biomechanics of the human body, you can you can use those levers to your advantage. Um, it makes it all much easier for both of you. So having that ability to and I call it a dance, too, because you're you're so close to this individual. And if. If you don't trust each other, one person is going to tense up or, and then just makes the whole thing harder. So you have to have the patience, you have to have the confidence and you have to, you have to read them more than anything, really. You know, you, you got to know where they are, where their apprehension is and, and kind of um, talk them down if you need to, if they feel scared. But you know, a lot of time, a lot of times, you know, what, what I experience is, they, you know, I'll get that look, you know, just like, just like you're the chiropractor and they just kind of chuckle. I've had that happen so many times. They just kind of chuckle, like, what are you going to do? And so they're, <laughs> they're not, you know, you, you don't have that fear that you get from some people. Like she, what can she do? But then when you, when you do what you do and you, you're able to move the things the way I move them, it's, you have that moment where you're like, you just, you got them because mm-hmm. you, I think this, this could be delicate ground, but I think for a lot of these athletes, especially where they're coming up from, who they are, um, they're used to people judging them by how they look and where they're from. And I think it gives me a, an interesting advantage because when they when they have that moment where they just got rocked by this little midget (laughs) then they have that 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 setback like I just judged her right and and I've been judged my whole life and I don't like to be judged and so we have like this moment where we come together and now we've got this this connection and I think that's Mm. I think it's one of the most beautiful things I experience on a regular basis when I'm working with large, large athletes. People don't, you know, people that know you absolutely love you. Yeah. There's a, there, you have an air of approachability to you and a mommy, you know, caring character. And I think that that's what they, you know, it seems like these pro athletes really appreciate that doctor patient, Mm -hmm. you know, mom, you know, big son, you know, kind of thing, you know, they really, they they take to that well and yes. you know because of of your esteem and your personality that just is is so you know easygoing free spirited intelligent you know i i think one of the most monumental things that was an advancement for women in in healthcare and in sports was in 2020 set the stage the pandemic was out of control. Sports was in a frenzy. The NBA wanted to press on, so they created the what? The bubble. The bubble, please explain what that bubble is for those who have no idea what it was. And then I'm going to ask you, what was it like? Okay. Um, so yeah, just just like Spencer said, it's the whole world shut down, the whole, every industry shut down. And, and one of our things that keeps us all going. We didn't realize how much we rely on sports to keep us going mm-hmm. until we lost it. Yeah. And the fact that the NBA <laughs> yeah. said no to that and, and 
joined with Disney, another giant who, if you're going to join with anyone to make something happen, Disney is who you're going to join with because <laughs> they have the space, they have the, they have the know-how, they have all. Um, but yeah, they just built this, um, it was like this, there were four resorts, I think, involved with it, plus the, the, um, worldwide sports, uh, facilities as well. I forget. Oh yeah. Wide world of sports facilities. Yeah. But, um, basically, you know, no one was, no one came in, no one went out without, you know, all these layers. I would joke about it. It was like, felt like I was on the White House lawn most of the time. There was so much security and it was, there's so many layers to get in. And, uh, but I think there were 20 teams that were in the bubble. Forget however many were left. There was like a few weeks left. 22. 22. There's yeah. like a few weeks left of the regular season. So there were a couple of teams that had to play out the regular season and then the, just the ones that made the playoffs. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they, um, they called me up and the players association called me and just said, Hey, we're doing this thing. <laughs> how would you, how would you like to, how would you like to join? And, um, do you remember some of the, uh, questions you called me that you were really, you called me about, about how, what a commitment it was and, should I do it? What were some of those challenges that you had? Well, you know, I'm a mom. So it's just the whole idea of leaving my daughter for, for three months was a, a huge decision to make. And then being a business owner, leaving my business and then being a doctor and, and you're leaving your patients and you, you have to deal with all of that guilt that comes with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, making sure that these people that you care about are well taken care of. So there was a lot of that that went into the decision. Um, walking away from my job, like um, how much are they going to pay me was the real question. Um, but other than that, I was excited about it. I was excited about this once in a lifetime opportunity that uh, just gave me the opportunity to go be in the place that I love to be. So picture, picture that moment. You say yes. You sign a contract. You're all in. What was that, that single moment when you walk in that you felt, holy crap, either you felt intimidated or thrilled or what, what were those emotions that you, that you started to experience? Oh, I cried a lot. <laughs> That's not what I expected, but okay. I, oh my gosh. Well, it was so exciting, you know, and it was all, it was super fancy because, you know, they come and pick me up in the black van and they, you know, it's, it's all just, you know, the guy in the black suit, you know, pulls up to my driveway, picks me wow. up. We, I have him drive by my office so I can wave to everybody. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> they say goodbye to my daughter and then, um, you know, they drive me. It's just, it, the whole thing's surreal. Like yeah. you just, the whole, so many aspects of the experience were surreal because of the way they treated you, the way they treated me. And, yeah. um, so I, I get there and first you have to stay in the hotel that's in the outside bubble so that you can COVID tests for, and stay for 24 hours and, and get everything cleared. And it was, um, it was just, it, it felt like you were walking into this whole other world of bigness because there, everything was so <laughs> meticulous and there was so much security. Um, and then I got into my hotel room and I cried <laughs> for like two hours <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god what am i what i'm the worst mother in the world and you just you go through that and you're sitting there and you're looking out your 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 hotel window and it's this gorgeous hotel and it's a gorgeous view and you're like this is everything i've dreamed of this is the biggest opportunity i've ever been given and i'm torn apart and uh, the first two weeks, you know, the, you know, I got into the bubble and 
we had to uh, quarantine for, I think it was seven days. So I just stayed in my hotel room for seven wow. days and we, we could leave once a day to go get tested. Or I think it was, was it, it was once a day to go get tested. And so you just, you're just in this white collar prison <laughs> where they, they drop your food off at your door and you open your door and you get your food and you, you, you just stay in your hotel room. And I packed like I was going camping. I mean, I, I, that was having, knowing how to go camping and survive with nothing was a big, big benefit because I bought my griddle and I brought food and I brought my books and I brought my hammock <laughs> and I just moved in. I moved in. I brought my bike. So when I finally did get out of quarantine, I would go, I took, I took my yoga mat. So I would just do yoga daily and just focus on really a lot of self-growth. What else are you going to do for seven days by yourself? So I focused on a lot of self-growth and reading and yoga. And then when I was out of quarantine, I, on, and when I was free, you know, <laughs> rode my bike and um, went running and did yoga. But um, the first two, the first two weeks were pretty hard just because of the settling in. But the way they treated me was amazing. It was just so professional and so nice. And all of the teams were just so grateful um, and nice. Everyone was amazing to work with. I'm going to go get her. (laughs) (laughs) She's fine. We're we're dog. dog I do have a question because you brought up something, the guilt of being a mom and all that kind of stuff. And I think we tell... A lot of our patients there are moms. They come in broken because they put everybody in front of themselves. You know, they take me, they put their kids first, they put their job first, they put this first, and there's a little left for themselves. And, and, you know, you're doing something for yourself. How is that battle as a mom and a businesswoman to for once put, put yourself first, knowing this is a dream of yours. And this was a a, one of a lifetime opportunity as a businesswoman and representing our profession. Mm -hmm. How is that? How do you handle that battle in that week of self growth? Um, doing yoga. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got to watch and I FaceTimed my daughter every day, uh, probably Mm -hmm. multiple times a day. So I was in constant contact with them. I was constant contact with my office. And I I think when you're in the moment with it too, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this when you're in the moment and you're having this surreal experience, you almost can't digest it. You're just in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just, keep going. And they, the other cool thing is they also had, they knew that people were going to have a hard time with it. So they brought in a psychologist who was on, on site as well. So he was there for anyone that was having a hard time. Wow. Uh, Cause they knew, I mean, this was a big commitment from everyone. And Hmm. some, for some people, this, it was an even bigger commitment. Some, I was there for three months, but some people were there for four five months just because they were the ones that were the, the core, you know, getting it all together, building it and staying to the very end. Wow. So just a big commitment from everyone. Um, totally. you, you don't, you don't realize how big it is that, you know, when I step back it and you, and when you look at it from the outside, you're like, that's a big deal. Like that's a really big deal that, mm. that you're chosen as the chiropractor for the NBA bubble. It, yes, it, it kind of still, it still doesn't really, I don't, I don't feel like that guy. Like you don't, you don't feel like a big shot. You don't feel like anything. You just still feel like you're doing the thing that you love to do. And it just happens to be in, on this platform. You know, I think this is a, a moment to create a, a real impact for our listening and viewing audience that you your child, your practice, the NBA, you know, your dream, your, you know, beyond your dream is really a metaphor. Because remember, we talked about, hey, you know, moms do it all the time when they have to serve in the military. They have to go 
off and their pride and their dream is to defend America, you know. So they go out there and they leave for not just three months, for six months, and more, you know. So I think, you know, those are the kind of thing. And, and there are other reasons that, you know, people have other than just, you know, serving the country. But you served your, your, your future and the profession, I think that is, you know, it is a remarkably hard decision to make, but you went with your passion and, you know, paved the way by investing in you. So now you look back at, at such glorious times. So I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. I want to ask you who your favorite player was and why. (laughs) And listen, man, I, I'm hip on non-compliant a thousand times. So just, just, you can throw it out there if we need to edit it out or bleep it out. We'll do so. <laughs> just say the just say the big six foot oh, seven man. Six, they're all big <laughs> six. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh gosh, um, you know, getting to see people also in an element that was a struggle for them. You oh. you you get to you get to know people on a different level and we're, we're all in this together. We're all struggling together. We're all in this situation. That's, that's challenging all of us. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to these, these treatment rooms and these where everything's set up. It's, it's just hotels, right? So everything's just makeshift. Um, so it's not, it's, it, and that's the thing I would say too. People ask me all the time, who's your favorite? You know, do you watch the games and who's your favorite? You know, I come don't. On. I don't oh, come on. watch a lot of sports. I <laughs> because it's not the sport that interests me. It's the athletes. Right. Okay. Who, the athletes. who is your favorite personality? <laughs> so your- my I I oh I will say there was a, there was a couple of them, but PJ Tucker stands out significantly. Why? Because he's a baller. Like he's just so authentic in everything he did. The way he played, the way he was in the lock in the treatment rooms. Just my Intense. kind of guy. Yeah. Intense. Just so passionate too. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's yeah. he's old school. And mm. that's that's what I really liked about them. I enjoyed um a couple of the players from LA just for the same reason, because they're old school. Um, mm. I think, I think too, I mean, maybe there's just like a, a common, a common uh, energy that resonates in people that have maybe struggled. You know, mm. people have had to work really hard mm. to come up and, 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 and make their way. And I think it's it's one of those things where you you recognize that in another person, mm-hmm. right? So as yeah, I, there's there's similar. I see myself in them. Right? Very good. So, right, the, the ones that. Do you, are, hey, Sabrina, do you find that sometimes you just mentioned some? Do you find sometimes that vulnerability is a form of strength? Sure. That when we let down our our guard down a little bit. People are so afraid mm-hmm. to hide their vulnerability that they come across fake and they and they you, they're not sure. approachable. But if you're a little vulnerable, sometimes that yeah. is a sign of strength. Do you find that? Do you find that that connection sure, help you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think for a lot of these men, you know, so often that you you get told that you can't be aggressive or you've got to be this way or you've got to be that way. And, you know, some of us, that's just who, that's just who we are. And, you know, when you're going to be an athlete and you're going to play in a competitive sport like that, there's a certain amount of aggressive personality that you have to have that I really, I just appreciate that. I appreciate authenticity 100%. And he's, he was probably just one of my favorite people to work with. So, you know, just to, really elucidate on what you just said, because I think it's really important, you know, coaches and entrepreneurs look for people who, or they select people who they know had a history of struggle and, you know, working hard to make it because that's the fabric of their being. What would be the opposite of that, that you didn't like in an, in an athlete that you saw was um, maybe not as admirable? What are those qualities or features that you picked up on that 
didn't make them your favorite. Oh player. yeah, the just like you were mentioning, the, just the um, any arrogance is really yeah. off-putting. Anyone who has any sense of um, what's the word I'm trying to think of entitlement. 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 Yeah. 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 Just it's very off-putting, and it it, it restricts connection. Yeah. It really, yeah. It really does. Um, so yeah, that would that would be the opposite. Very good. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know you you have got to have a funny story that occurred, <laughs> or a entertaining oh. one at at least. Come on, oh. come on, Sabrina. I don't know. I mean, there's there was a lot of funny moments. Some of them, I I had the most fun with LA. They they that team used me more than any other team. They no kidding. They called me. I was regularly seeing them on a schedule more than any other team, and they would all get adjusted. So you just you love that as a chiropractor. Like they all appreciate yeah. it, and they all want it, and they all love it, and the trainers are on board and. They're supporting it, and it just felt wonderful. You felt like you were truly part of a team, right? And nobody, everyone knew their lane, right? The, the ATC, the massage therapist, the PTs, me. And even though I was an outsider, they, they, I felt like I was part of the family just by the way they treated me. But so, it was fun because you're just, you're right there in the middle of everything. There's a table in the middle of the room. You know, you've got all these things going on. And at one point, you know, you're crawling all over the table and you're up on top of these people. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. Um, and like, you just kind of like look up and you look around and they're just watching. You just have this audience of people watching you. Um, <laughs> I, another, another funny time, I think we were, um, we were one of the practice courts and was working on one of the players. And um, what, what, <laughs> I'm terrible at names. What's his name? LeBron. LeBron was in there, right? So he's laying, he's on this table. I'm working on this guy on this table. And, and I'm just, you know, doing my thing. And LeBron was an interesting character because, again, you know, you get that high up. So many people want things from you and you just get so used to just nonsense. So there was <laughs> the same thing. Like you could just, you could just see that interaction between the two of us. Like, all right, all right. I'm just, you know, I'm, you got to earn my trust. Right. And you just got to slowly earn and slowly earn. And um, <laughs> I remember I was working on another player and from across the room, LeBron goes, Sabrina! I'm like, he knows my name. Wow. <laughs> it was just one of those moments that were so fun because I'm like, yes. Yay. I, I love it. With LeBron. Yes. <laughs> I pierced great. the veil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was so much fun. Um, gosh. Did, I, did you have, come on. I mean, you're in a, men, a male, a men's locker or a men's training room that, that you're doing a side posture. Tell, did anybody ever fart at the same, no, you know, when you, no, did, that no? only happens in regular practice. Regular. <laughs> that, that just happens in the office. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Were, were they less, so you've done a lot of other stuff, you know, the do tours and, and Bajas mm -hmm. and all that. You were, you guys some crazy, uh, people were they less practical joking because they were in the bubble or were they more because they were locked down and confined going and crazy <laughs> i would i would say i don't know if they were more or less but i think just the, than they would normally be with with in, in their normal lives but because we were literally living together that was our normal lives and so you do <laughs> you do get to see more of an individual and that's what I mean. Like you yeah, get to know them on a, a deeper level because you're living together. You're seeing each other day. Did you day. see them drop their guard a lot more because it wasn't the paparazzi, there wasn't the right. press, there wasn't yes. all that? Oh, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you it's just the same thing day in and day out, and you're all sharing these little spaces together. 
right? And it's not like they're not getting to go home. They're not getting to go out to dinners. They're not getting to go out to clubs. They're not getting to do anything but stay mm. in this confined area um, and really, really focus. It had to be good for it's them. Be, it had to be good for them because a lot of time they had to put on this wall and this yeah. armor to protect them. And so they get these reputations of being arrogant or off shooting. In reality, they're just insecure big men and or little boys in big sure. men body. And it's probably good for them to be able to just relax, let their hair yeah, down, so yeah. to speak, and just be yeah. themselves. Just relax and joke around with each other. and Which is something you'll probably never see again because you won't have that, that environment. I'm not going to be in the environment. Because that's, the other, <laughs> no, because that's yeah. the other thing, you know. And that's the thing that it can be frustrating as a female in this line of work because you don't get to go out with the guys. You don't, you don't get the same level of um, uh, opportunity to, to form friendships like the guys do mm. because the guys can go out and hang out together. But that's that's you can't do that as a female. So you just yeah. you have to you have to maintain that line that can be frustrating. Cause you're just like, yeah, but I'm just one of the guys, you know. That mean I'm not going to be harmful. But you know, when you you have moment, there was a moment that happened. We're in the we're in the cafeteria where everyone everyone had to come for food, and I see one of the players that I've been working on, and at that point they had let they had started letting some of the family come in. That's how far into the, the when they got down to I think the final four, I think it was, they started letting family come in. And I just saw him and I said, hi. And the girlfriend, oh it was I thought she was going to kill him and put a, <laughs> it was, it was not a fun feeling to, to feel that. But it, but it, wow. again, at the same time you get it because yeah. you get it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Interesting. But yeah. That can, that can be frustrating, but yeah, I'll never have that situation again, unless something like this happens, or unless I'm traveling with Which someone, we- you know, living in this, that close proximity again, because you just, you, you have such a, such a separation from work and and personal. All right, Dr. Atkins, we are ready for the rapid fire questions. Now, if you thought you were worried about what we were going to ask you, don't worry. You have the answers. Five questions that I'm going to throw at you. Give me the the most concise answer you possibly can, and we're going to move on to the next one. Are you ready? And just and just wait. Just understand, this is worse than Nelson Boards Part Two. So, is it like one word answers? Yeah, is there, it dr- one of those like the ink uh, you know, whatever, like, beaver, just drink just that comes to my head? You could, yeah, pretty much. Drink your matcha tea, get ready you to could, go. You could, but we end up getting hung up on the answer because they're usually pretty interesting. We? All right, me, me. I get hung up on the answer. Oh my gosh! All right. What what is the spinal thalamic? No, I'm kidding. I was gonna. He's in the poster a lot of track. Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> okay, number one, hardest personal fitness challenge you have completed, and the next one that you have on your bucket list. Now you can hit a front double bicep for those on you that are watching from YouTube to see how strong you are. But go ahead, tell me what's your hardest uh, personal fitness challenge. That was the damn hardest. it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Where was that? I did the. Um, it was in Washington D.C. It was in D.C. So you traveled to go compete in a uh, yeah. marathon. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Because there isn't DC. one in Orlando, is there? <laughs> it was the. Um, That's boring. Uh, for for. Um, the armed forces yes, one. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a great so, one. Yeah. Don't worry, Smith. You've probably never heard of it. But the yeah, Marine it's, Corps. It's, the Marine they, Corps. They go down by yeah. Memorial Park. So I ran it in yep, honor of it's my. Incredible. I ran it in, in honor of my dad who had, who had passed away. He was a Marine, so oh, I went up. That's and awesome. I no wonder why you're a badass. Okay. <laughs> and it rained the whole time. Wait, wait, wait. Of course it fantastic. did. But you have to answer part two. What's on your bucket list? That's an adventure. <laughs> that's a sports challenge that you want to do. I want to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. 
Holy night. Perfect. Oh, and I want to climb like all the highest mountains. Oh, oh now you're talking Terry's language. I don't think I'll ever language. climb um, Mount Everest. <laughs> I just, it's changed. I don't yeah. think I'll ever climb Mount Everest. But well, I have four of them done, oh, so we'll have oh, to yeah, talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about Dr. Terry. <laughs> Sabrina, don't try yeah. to skirt the, the <laughs> next question. <laughs> yeah, and, after, and after Appalachian Trail, come out and we'll do the Pacific Crest Done. Trail. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That, that, that involves mountains, Spencer, so that's something out of your league. We got, we got the Key Biscayne Bridge. That's pretty high for me. <laughs> you know, he brings in that ball with time. It is. My so highest elevation. That bridge. <laughs> Good job. All right, go ahead. Number two, number two, number two. With all the events you cover, if you were only allowed to bring five things in your treatment bag, what would they be? Well, the really good part about being a chiropractor is all you really need is your hands. <laughs> I love it. I, you know what? When we set that question up, I go, that if she answers that way, and that's the truth. I tell that to all, all my interns yeah. and, and new docs. You are absolutely right. That's, Terry, that's was that satisfactory for an answer? Yeah. Final okay. answer. Yeah, five fingers. Five fingers, fingers on each hand. <laughs> Number three, your best morning routine to fire up your brain and body. Oh, yoga. There it is. Yeah. Number four, you have been a part of the Dew Tour, Baja 1000, and USA Taekwondo. What is the craziest accident you ever experienced to take care of? Oh, to take care of? Or be a part um, of, or I mean, I, I've seen them. You know, when we were first responders doing the taekwondo and the do action sports and all that kind of stuff. So you see a lot of broken bones and that type of thing. We saw like the, you know, when I was doing the do action tour, I, I think first of all, those are still my favorite athletes in the entire world. The the skateboarders, BMXers, and motocrossers. Oh, oh Terry's all getting excited right oh, now. Okay, they, they they're the. Like of all the athletes I've worked on my entire career, and, and you, you, we we see the gamut from the, the largest physically to like big names, right? I geek out on these guys. <laughs> like they're coming to or Daytona in two weeks, so <laughs> I love it, and that's why I love that I love doing the Baja One Thousand because they're just a a whole nother level of athlete. They're a whole nother <laughs> level of of human beings. Um, I forgot the question. No, 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 that's fine. What's, what, you, what's you, the question? No. <laughs> what I was actually just... Oh, what's the, the, what's the craziest thing, thing you've... Seen? Yeah, I think... So what I was going to say is do action sports. I was still like 23, 24 when I was doing that. So you're still really wet behind the ears and you're seeing all this crazy stuff. You're like, these guys don't get hurt. They die. Ugh. And it's it was really sobering to see how much of that you know, happens and, and how bad the injuries they get that they come back from the spinal cord injuries, the brain injuries. Um, but of course, I mean, none of these were things that I actually treated, but you get to, you see it and it's, it's real. It's really real. But probably the coolest one I've ever seen is just where the collarbone just kind of like broke and <laughs> just came out. That's cool. Yeah, okay. You just see all these cool, like, <laughs> Right. Compound fractures with it Bef coming out of the skin. Before we before we go to question five, all three of us have a connection with with these, and I do want to give her a shout out because this woman is bad freaking ass, and she's been so good to the chiropractic profession. But we have to give a shout out to Doctor Trish Absolutely. Bear. Absolutely, she's who got Dr. me engaged because Doctor Trish. Yeah. She's she's helped all three of us, and that woman has done more for action sports yes. than anybody. So Trish, if you're listening, oh, we all thank love you. you. So much, all right, Trish. yeah, good, yeah. Go Very five. good. Um, and actually, you know what I just realized, Terry. You know, <clears throat> we've had chiropractic. We've had plenty of guests that were chiropractors that either specialized in professional sports or prof or 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 you know delved into the sports you like and all that crazy do tour Baja stuff and whatever. And it's funny, this is the first chiropractor that we've had on our show that has done both. You have quite a spectrum of specialties, my dear. It's very cool. Did you notice that, Terry? Because you know, Terry's got his red Red I Bull did. racing shirt I on. You know, I see that. You, it's cold yeah, out. Yeah, but like I'm talking about the logo. I don't right. understand all oh, that. Over the industry. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
All right, question number five. That could be the last question, and you may uh, you, you may terminate this 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 uh, program after I ask relationship. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the craziest thing you've ever done naked? <laughs> I don't know if it would be called crazy, but you know, <laughs> yes, you're right. This could this could. This could terminate. Listen, girl, I know you've done Burning Man, so go for it. Oh, whatever. So, about that. Uh, Yeah, you know, swimming in the ocean naked and, you know, playing in the desert naked. Love it. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know you got embarrassed on that one. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to move you off because I really want to know. All, the backup question: If you if you choked up on the naked one, we we had a backup question for you. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, well, you know, my belief is I already have a superpower. <laughs> well, I used to have a superpower when I was nursing my daughter, so that's the most incredible experience oh. any human being can ever have is being able to nurse your child. That Terry did that with amazing. his two boys. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had a superpower, I I would fly. I would wow. fly. Very cool. 100%. I like the the nursing your daughter thing. You're such a consummate mom, man. You're so, very good. Very cool. Terry, sorry, go ahead. You were about to say something other than nursing your kids. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm actually elaborate on that because um, you do have a daughter and and you're a single mom and a lot like Trish, and yet you do so much. How do you find the balance between being a mom, a businesswoman, a, a doctor, how do you find, and, and also an athlete? How do you find that balance for all these single moms out there that are struggling? Where do you pull the strength from? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, think, I think I've got, had gone through struggles probably like most people have, and you – you know, you come and go, and you know, I've I've lost my cool plenty of times, and you um I don't know I don't know how you do it I I think for for some of us the only thing I can say is it's part of your, it's just part of your disposition you either know how to struggle or you don't you know how to persevere or you don't and you know, I could say that some of that has to do with growing up in a way where, you know, there was a lot of struggle and you did, you know, you either make it, you either, it either makes you or you, or it breaks you. And for a lot of us, if, if we, we, we have a lot of trials and tribulations throughout our life, it, it, you, if you learn how to rise above them and you learn, you just get stronger and stronger and your capacity gets broader and broader. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. Maybe it has nothing to do with anything I've ever experienced. But you just try not to feel sorry for yourself. And um, one of my favorite lines, I don't even know who the, well, actually, this is a really great one behind me. I really love this poem. I learned, I memorized this poem when I was in high school. But the quote I was going to tell you was from G.I. Jane, where he's talking about the the bird will fall frozen to the ground and never feel sorry for itself. Like you just, one, you got to trust the process and you just got to keep going and know that there's going to be another opportunity. But um, Invictus was my favorite poem. I learned it in high school and memorized it. And it became my motto that really just kind of pushed me through a lot throughout all of it you know you know even just going through college and getting through all of that and like would you mind reciting trusting, that trusting poem that right now on the right path you know say that again would you mind reciting the poem oh the poem you mean do it yep. from memory <laughs> you could yeah um, Oh, out of the night that covers me, black is the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Uh, in the fell clutch of circumstance. Uh, oops, see, now I'm going to forget it because I'm under pressure. Yes. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. 
and the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Mm. It kind of hits you, right? It kind of hits you. And it, it, Hell yeah. you, it makes you feel like you don't have any excuses. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you just it's all up to you. Love it. That's kind of what I was going to ask you. What you're, We all have, some of us fail and some of us succeed, but we always have this, some of us need this mantra that when we ramp up and life things, it's too much. And I've got this thing going on on my plate. I've got this on my plate. I got this plate. And we just start grabbing our hair and shaking our head. And then sometimes the evil one comes out and we, we yell when we shouldn't be yelling. Sure. So, yeah. you know, trying to find that, that mantra that calms us down, that takes us from that five back to a mm-hmm. two you know, is that your, your go-to when you're, you're freaking out? I don't know if it, I would call it my go-to when I'm freaking out. Um, but you know, it kind of sits in the corner and I just kind of like glance at it from time to time. And it's more of one of those where it's just like that. It's like, it's a constant drip, right? So, you know, you just kind of glance at it and you see it and you get that little gentle reminder. So it's not necessarily like when I'm freaking out. When I'm freaking out, I just, you know, I freak out. You just you lose your mind and, <laughs> and and then you you just kind of take a deep breath and you realize, you know, you look outside and you know, some of the the one thing I will do is going into nature and you know, it sounds like we have that common thread. You go out and you're like the tree doesn't care. The <laughs> the mountain doesn't care. None mm. none of it none of it cares and it's all going to keep going and you know, the things that I feel are overwhelming or stressing me out really in the in the realm of life and the world and the universe, none of it matters. So just don't worry about it. Just take one breath at a time and one step at a time and so keep going. On that spiritual note. <laughs> I know. Spencer always Ooh. brings this side out of me. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna it's we're awesome. gonna wrap it up, but I want to ask you in 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 summary of all these cool things you talked about. You've lived quite a life, and I've always been impressed by it. So, in closing, what is the one thing you want to leave our listeners with that that you may uh, want to inspire them? And they don't have to. Be, you don't have to be talking to the chiropractors. You could talk to anybody at this point. What would what would be the single most important thing that you God, do? Find your own. Find your own drum. Find your own peace. Find your own path. Be authentic. Trust. Trust yourself. Trust your process. Don't do. How do you find your own drum? You're supposed to. Don't How did you find because, your own drum? Yeah. Don't do things because someone else is doing it or someone told you to. <laughs> and don't not do things because people tell you you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. It is always a pleasure. Thanks, Sabrina. Really appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything you do to our profession. You know, you may be five foot one, but you're a giant. So don't ever forget that. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Crack and Backs podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and make sure you follow our Instagram at Podcast. Catch new episodes every Monday. See you next time.